It's one thing to mentor and support youth through the travails of life during B.C., that's before COVID, and quite another helping them to make sense of this life now during a health pandemic when so much is uncertain. Yet this challenge is among the work of the Crowley Foundation supporting African-American youth. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. For nearly a decade, the Crowley Foundation has been connecting young African-American men with education opportunities, life skills and social instruction, and career exploration in Denver, Dallas, and Oklahoma City. Although its principal focus continues, living through COVID-19 adds the challenge of integrating major life uncertainty. With insight we can all draw from for our kids, and with an update on the work of the foundation, is its executive director, Kenneth Crowley. Yeah, well, I think sports is actually just, um, you know, as my brother Narcy would say, it's just a hook, right, to get them here or to have the, get the conversation started. Um, and we don't necessarily uh, deter these young men from participating in sports. What we want to do is give them options and other avenues to where if sports is something that they want to do, then they could be more well-rounded in terms of their presentation, in terms of their package, in terms of, you know, getting in front of an agent or a camera or even a coach, knowing how to articulate yourself, knowing how to, um, you know, deliver your words and speak for yourself and not be in these spaces in these interviews and, um, you know, come off as, you know, for lack of better word, ignorant, right? Yeah. So we have to we have to teach them all of these life skills and all of these life lessons to where, you know, sports is cool, sports is great, but if that's the avenue that you want to do, then let's teach you some financial literacy, right? So you can know how to manage your money. Let's teach you some communication skills, right? So you can know how to deliver you know, what it is that you want to say and be able to articulate that. Let's teach you how to read these contracts, right? So you don't just hire an agent and you trust the agent. You don't just give your life over to the agent. You know, you you ask questions, you read, you know just as much as he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just those type of things. You know, I don't, I've never knocked sports, but if that's what you want to do, you know, let's uh, let's make sure that you can handle your business accordingly and that you can conduct yourself accordingly and professionally. So that's all. Yeah, the well-roundedness of mm-hmm. what your program has been doing with youth fits with some of those um, – some of the promos the NCAA has been using. Every 450 athletes will graduate, but only one will go pro. The others go pro and something else. And it's something else that's important. It is the something else that's important. And I was actually just talking to a young man of ours um, who's one of our mentors who actually went to CU, played football for CU, seen his friends get drafted, right? But he was overlooked. So now there's a whole nother dimension that we need to travel down. Right. Because what happens is if you've been playing football or sports in general since Little League or you were four or five years old and that's all you've ever done and you have this aspiration to, you know, make it to the next level or to go pro NBA, NFL, whatever, 
and that doesn't happen, how do you deal with that? How do you manage that? There's a lot of anxiety and depression, you know, that comes along with that. Really? And so, oh, man, yeah. That really, because, because big, a, yeah. A, a youngster doesn't make it, doesn't get drafted or – or, or, or doesn't make an NFL or a Major League Baseball team, they really get mentally impacted even yes. though, though they may have graduated with honors or something from college? Yes, because the graduation is just, you know, that's 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 the cherry on the top, but that's not the goal. Yeah. That's yeah. not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is if you were spoon-fed this since you were young, that's all you know, right? And right. so, and even if your parents are in your ear or your friends and you have this dream or this goal to make it into the league and that doesn't happen, oh, yeah, there's definitely some depression that comes with that. Wow. So how do parents handle that? Of course, you know, you have two sets of parents. You have the ones that still, like you just said, are in their kids' ear. You can do this. You can do that. You know, the parents are looking, right. looking at the payday. And you look at the other ones who say, oh, my gosh, you know, he didn't get what he wanted. Now he has to go on and something else. How can I support him? And see, and that's it. And that's what the parents need to do from an early age, right? There's, you know, I would probably guess that it's 50 percent, but I I beg to differ that it's probably higher. But I'll just say 50 percent just to be nice. But there's there's a certain percentage of parents that, you know, they want that goal more than their son wants that goal. So the parents are going to push the league. The parents are going to push professionalism because, you know, that's their ticket as well. And they could be middle class, you know, but they still want more. They still want their son to get that million-dollar contract, right? Uh, Because at the end of the day, the parents are like, well, I can slow down a little bit. Right. I can, uh, you know, I can retire earlier than I expected. So it's a payday for the parents. The average parent is not going to admit that, but that's exactly what it is. The parents are pushing and selling, you know, the the professional level of the sport just as much as the child. Now you have, you know, a realistic parent that's going to say, okay, this is cool, but let's do this because the reality is, there's probably only going to be one or two percent of people uh, at the college level or at the D1 level that goes to the league. Yeah. And so if you do that math, you know, the odds are not in your favor. So I know you want to go professional, but let's consider this. Let's just keep this open and let's be prepared for this if this doesn't happen. And then I think that way it kind of lowers the – the depression, right? Yeah if, yeah. if you have that as a backup, the young man I was just speaking to this morning didn't have that other option, right? He did. He he had a, has a degree, but he wasn't planning to get out here, man, and start working. Yeah. He he he. His whole life was geared around going to the league, right after graduation. That was his goal. Yeah, he has a degree, but he didn't want to work. Yeah. He wanted to play football. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's just the, the, the mindset, man, that, that the parents put and the expectations that the parent puts on their children. And, uh, you know, just just being real, let's just, you know, 
have a, a reality conversation, yeah, we want you to go to the league some, but if you don't, it's okay. You can do this. You have, you're going to get this degree, you know, and this is going to be who, who you turn out to be. Is it smart for a parent then to also widen the options and expose the youngster to all kinds of different things, even some avenues the parent may not be that familiar with, but they can explore it at the same time because the youngster may come across something he didn't even know was in the world and go, whoa, I think I kind of like that. And that gives them some options. Yep, that's perfect. And then, you know, uh, it does make sense to widen the net. It does make sense for the parent to expose the child to to um, to get connected to other resources, pro community organizations, and programs that are doing things other than sports. Right. Um, so, which is why we do like the leadership program. Yes. Right. We talk about the importance of relationships, one on one mentoring, and 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 you know the one on one mentoring could be, you know, another athlete, but it could be someone that's not an athlete who has a very established or seasoned professional career. You know what I mean? Right. And so, yeah, it just exposing to other opportunities and keeping those things open. Now, I will say this, separate from sports, sometimes it's hard for us to do our other, like, life skills programming and workshops and get high participation because because of that family or that young man who all they do is sports year-round. Like, they go from one sport to the next, to the next, to the next, and there's really no room or no space for yeah. anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, parents keeping so them busy. Yep. So that's the one that I don't really want to say the word entitlement, but it's almost like their expectation of doing some type of sport on a professional level is almost expected. Now, if you say, if the parent says, well, we're keeping them busy to, number one, keep them out of trouble, but we also want to increase their chances on getting an academic, uh, not, I'm sorry, an athletic scholarship, then I can understand that, right? Because right. now you got your 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 uh, your education paid for. But at the same time, there still needs to be some balance. Mm-hmm. There still needs to be some well-roundedness, Yes. right? Um, and so back to, you know, the life skills piece, we're teaching, you know, let's say we have uh, – we're teaching some young men how to tie some ties. Now, if all you do is play sports year round, right? And then yeah. you 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 go to college, you dress down all the time. You, you know, college campuses. You know, athletes are always in sweats and shorts, right? <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> so you know, if you're if you're in that area of uh, you know your major whatever your major is, where you're not really required to wear uh, business attire, then that's foreign to you. And then all of a sudden you graduate and you got to put on this suit because you have an interview and you're now you're 21, 22, and no one has touched out a tie tie your entire, you know, young life. And now yeah. you're a young adult. You're putting on a tie for the first time. Where are you, you going to get that skill from? And yeah. you have a sing you come from a single parent household who happens to be a mom, she's gonna tell you to YouTube it. Right? <laughs> These days she will. <laughs> so that is like, simple, simple things like tying it's a tie. Very simple. It's super simple, but you will be surprised at the number of young men that don't know how to do that. You know, right? your your program works for not only uh single parents, single moms that have sons. 
but uh-huh. also uh, for families where both parents are there and, 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 and maybe they need some support in what they're doing. So that's the beauty in it. A lot of people think a support of youngsters is for single parents, but it's also for total full family households, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's something that I had to learn personally because, you know, it's me and my wife. It's a, it's a family organization, right? And, yeah. you know, my son, when we was first starting out, he would come home and he told me that he had a mentor. And I was like, you got a mentor. I was like, bro, I'm your daddy. You don't need no mentor. <laughs> right. But see, I didn't understand that at the time that, you know, the only the only thing that that mentor is going to do separate from whatever else I'm doing, the one thing that he is going to do is confirm everything that I'm saying. Right. right. And so that's 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 what we do to these two parent households, because there'll be times when a father uh, will come up and he'll say, man, I've been trying to get him to do this forever. And then you just you just you just take him up with you to Boulder for a week, and then he comes back with all of this stuff that I've been trying to get him to do. And so sometimes it's just having another voice or having another opinion. And you know parents, uh, you know students or, or children are uh, rebellious, and they they want yes, to show, they their, show their parents they know, that they know everything or, you know, they got it all figured out and they don't want to listen. So, you know, we did a vision a – vision, uh, I think it was a vision board. We did a vision board one year at our summer camp. And uh, when we came back down, the dad was like, man, I've been trying to get this dude to do a vision board for years. And you take him uh, with you for a week and he just comes back and and does it. And I was like, yeah, bro, I I don't know what to tell you, you know, but it's just those type of things. So yeah, two parent, two parent households definitely needed, definitely needed too. Because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's structure, too, at the end of the day. On this edition, our focus is mentoring youth through the skills of life and the work of the Crowley Foundation, supporting African-American youth. Foundation Executive Director Kenneth Crowley continues with us on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Mask up and keep your distance when going out. Grab that vaccine for health and more freedom, and we do appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.